0: This is a disclaimer the crimson capsule chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended this podcast is from a red pill perspective we go hard on 304 so you can understand their
1: nature again listen at your own discretion thank you and enjoy
2: Of the Crimson Capsule Chapel.
0: <sighs>
2: Hope y'all enjoyed that first track as well as this one. You know, made by yours truly, Jersey Judah, host of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Are we about to get this shit started.
3: Kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids.
2: Jersey Judah back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. All right. Laid back episode. We just got some videos to react to. Did I upload what I did earlier? Yes, I did. I uploaded the BLM connection to witchcraft episode that I did earlier. I'm going to elaborate or finish that officially tomorrow, as well as plan a sermon called Red Pill Revelations. Red Pill Revelations. But on this episode, we're going to be going through Benny Johnson. He what? Benny Johnson. We're going through two videos from him. One video deals with Newsmax hosts shocks audience with, I think it was something about Trump exposing the psyops, the psyopses going on. No shocker, but it's more of a shocker that Trump said it than some random tinfoil hat wearing individual. We also have another video of Joe Rogan talking smack about Joe Biden. Now what I like to address, Because a lot of people, and I've said this before when it comes to Joe Rogan, he's already already addressed himself as a liberal. Now, here's the reality of it. All right, so he's a liberal who believes in the Second Amendment, which is rare, not too rare, but rare enough to where he's outside of the quote unquote traditional left the left has gone further and further and further down the line that the people that were just in the center by default, their right wing center, right, right? However, you want to put it Joe Rogan's center left right unless you are talking about because because there was times where I remember seeing clips of his show and he was a, a Bernie supporter or no, he just said that Bernie wouldn't be a bad option, but he also said that he knows very, li- he knows very little about politics, <clears throat> but I just remembered him uh, talking about Trump in a negative way. <clears throat> so it's kind of like wishy-washy, but at the same time, he doesn't really have that much political discussions, but we're going to be going through two videos, Benny Johnson, Okay, content creator of the night. I guess this is Saturday night shenanigans, an edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, in which usually the Saturday shenanigans I would be recording in the AM or somewhere noon, evening. But right now for me, it's nightfall. It's nine twenty 20 p.m. Um, matter of fact, now that I'm here, we may go through another video as well. Because we got we got nothing but um, we got nothing but reactions. I got to come up with something tonight and tomorrow morning for the sermon that I have called Red Pill Revelations. But with this episode, we're just taking it easy. Uh, we also have Joe Biden destroys America. Matter of fact, Jason Whitlock. Let me make sure I write that name down so I don't forget. Although I shouldn't forget a name like Jason Whitlock or Whitlock. Shout out to Jason Whitlock. Um, I want to play a clip of his first, actually. Um, Jason Whitlock was somebody... That I started listening to from Hammerhand, I believe Hammerhand played a clip of Jason Whitlock and I kind of just looked him up randomly, noticed that he was talking about a lot of good things. Very much so conservative. Um, very much so a Christian, but not too much of a Bible thumping Christian he's really exposing the hypocrisy of the left but we have this video that I'm gonna play first because we got 27 minutes total of videos to go over this video is called Joe Biden destroys America with these five words all right let's get it
3: president joe biden explained our chaotic divided and collapsing country in five words america is a nation of pride those words explain why our criminal justice system seeks to incarcerate daniel penny the nyc subway samaritan why adults think it's important to expose children to jack drag queens and gay sex acts. Why the Toronto Blue Jays dump pitcher Anthony Bass and why Kanye West, Dave Chappelle, and Kyrie Irving were punished for offering mild criticism of secular Jews. uh Pride, mixed with ignorance. Pride and ignorance are the body and Clyde of self-destruction, lethal individually.
2: See, I like that, pride and ignorance, but I look at it as pride and ego, although your ego is your pride. And that's why the thoughts and the emotions mean nothing compared to logic. How you feel about yourself is one thing, but how the world sees you is completely different. Now, depending on what you are doing and how you are doing it, you may want to pay attention to that crowd or you may want to not pay any attention to the crowd and do what you got to do and be willing to stand out instead of try to fit in
3: pride and ignorance can wipe out nations. They're in the process of destroying the United States. On Saturday, our allegedly Catholic president published a tweet exposing pride and ignorance's grip on American culture. Above a picture of a rainbow flag flying at the White House, America's 46th president wrote these words. Today, the people's house, your house, sends a clear message to the country and to the world. America is a nation of pride. A nation of pride. Those words will be written on America's tombstone. Our ignorance of the inherent dangers of pride will be this country's undoing. Pride is not a rainbow flag, it's not a month celebrating respect for and acceptance of alternative sexual lifestyles and genders. It's not a synonym for gay, lesbian, trans, or queer. Pride, as made clear in the Bible, is a deadly sin because it is the, because it is the gateway drug to idolatry. Let's-
2: what do I talk about here? Idol worship, idolatry, idol worship pride and ego hand in hand. Now I do want to point out something that I heard. Is it a prime minister? Is that what they call them in in Italy? There's a woman who's a prime minister or president of um, Italy and she made a pride month, but she considered she, instead of the, the gay pride, she meant family pride. Shout out to her, uh, whoever her name is, whatever her name is. Um, She turned Pride Month in Italy to Family Pride Month.
3: With a dictionary definition of pride, a high or an inordinate opinion of one's own dignity, importance, merit or superiority, whether as cherished in the mind or as displayed in bearing conduct, etc., Now let's move to idolatry, a religious worship of idols, excessive or blind adoration, reverence, or devotion. The first of the Ten Commandments speaks against idolatry. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Pride stands in the way of God. Pride fuels idolatry. Calling America a nation of pride is as damning a criticism of America that has ever been uttered. The criticism is also accurate. Because of our rejection of a biblical worldview and understanding, aka ignorance, pride and idolatry rule America. Black pride, LGBTQ pride, and Jewish pride dominate American culture. Corporate America, corporate media, and social media have trained Americans to treat blacks, gays, and Jews as idols above critique for writing that sentence. I will be accused of being the black face of white supremacy, a homophobe and an anti-Semite. That's what don't forget an Uncle Tom,
2: don't forget a coon, don't forget a sellout because those names are also mentioned. This is the problem with pride as a people. One group can have pride for themselves and for their culture. And the other people, if they have pride for their for their ancestral uh, upbringing or whatever the fuck, they get called racist. So pride is such a double standard in pride. Right. In fact, to go even deeper, you can't say nothing like you're proud to be straight because that would be seen as hateful and homophobic to the gays. So now it's 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 this fucked up double
3: standard. That's really what it is. In a nation of pride, the groups that lean into pride wield the power to silence their critics and they lend that power to their white political allies to achieve their shared goals. Their shared goal at the moment is a new world order, Mm. a one world government, Mm. globalism. Uh Pride empowers the secular and the people who place pursuit of power ahead of God. Power is the ultimate form of idolatry. We must do away with all forms of pride. Black pride, gay pride, Jewish pride, girl pride. Pride in all forms is harmful and an affront to God. Pride promotes division, even American pride. We should feel grateful to have citizenship in this country, not prideful. Gratitude points to God. Pride points to the man or woman in the mirror. When we point to ourselves for any achievement, we begin the process of making ourselves an idol. We start to revere ourselves, believing we're special and worthy of a heightened level of sensitivity and treatment. We make ourselves above criticism. We cancel our critics. Wow. The LGBTQ forced the Toronto Blue Jays to dump pitcher Anthony Bass. Bass, a Christian, reposted an Instagram video that supported boycotts against Bud Light and Target for the company's backing of transgenderism. Kyrie Irving, the NBA star, nearly faced a similar fate as Bass in November when he retweeted a movie poster for a documentary that allegedly argued black people are Jews.
2: Now, these are different situations. Right, different different situations, similar stance and consequences and repercussions. Right, um, Kyrie Irving, uh, Irvin Kyrie Irving, I believe his name. Uh, shared a documentary about the Black Hebrew Israelites, uh, a group of blacks who identify as Hebrew and not as African-American and who believes that they are, in fact, the original true Jews. Um, Consequences and repercussions were dealt swiftly to Kyrie. Everybody and a mama, whether it was ESPN or outside, had something to say about him. And he should know better. And I hate to say it like that because he works for the same people, um, you know, he works for the same people. Kanye West, another example. Now, he went as far as showing the people the list of all the workers and these uh, execs for these uh, television companies and shit. And they just so happen to all be Jewish. Uh, with Kanye West and the shit that he said with the Adolf Hitler thing and the Nazi thing, yeah, he was asking for it, but people like Kanye West, he trolls, right? That's what he does. But all of these consequences that come with it, after uh, Drink Champs with Kanye West, um, the Adidas situation took place. Adidas dropped him. Gap dropped him. Um, he was taken out of the Forbes um, list of billionaires. A lot of things happened. Is it a coincidence? Eh,
3: Of course, JPMorgan Chase canceled Kanye West's bank accounts and Twitter.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. Um, Kanye West also had his bank account canceled. So, yeah. You know, for people who want verification on the stereotype, you know, if you get your bank account canceled, you probably talked about
3: the wrong people, Right his feed when he tweeted that he was going death con 3 on jewish people pride and idolatry amplify offense and the repercussions for those exaggerated offenses blacks gays and jews must be protected at all costs even black career criminals are entitled to this enhanced protection daniel penny A white former Marine faces incarceration because he made the mistake of of subduing Jordan Neely, a homeless drug abuser with a history of violence, on a New York subway. Uh Uh-oh. Neely died after Penny restrained him with a chokehold. Given the eyewitness accounts and the facts of the case, the only reason Penny faces manslaughter charges is because he's white and Penny is black. Penny's race is the only reason this story made the news. Mm. 20 to 30 black homeless drug abusers will be killed across America this week, and no one will care unless the killer is white. Wow. Penny is a victim of black pride. We all are. Pride blinds us from truth. Accusations of racism, homophobia and anti-Semitism prevent us from exploring holistic and healing truth. Defenders of racial, ethnic, and sexual pride would argue that their elevated protective status is warranted because of the historical oppression they faced. No man, woman, or group is served by being placed on a pedestal. Pedestals create rulers and grant absolute power. Power corrupts. Absolute power destroys. A nation of pride will not last. Don't miss a second of Fearless. Hit that like button and subscribe to keep up with all of our latest content.
2: Jason Whitlock. Whitlock. Uh, W-H-I-T-L-O-C-K. On YouTube. Check him out, man. Like I said, I just checked him out a couple days ago. and Wow. Now, I've seen this guy before. Because in the beginning of a lot of my episodes, when I had the time, I would use like three or four shorts in the beginning before I play my music and start the episode. And this guy was in so many of them, you know, what I'm saying he was just popping up left and right, you know, talking about the Rainbow Mafia, talking about the corruption on the left. Talking about the witch hunt with Donald Trump, as well as Benny Benny Johnson and Doc Rich, all these guys were just throwing throwing down YouTube shorts to left and right, and I just you know found the channel and a lot of shit, man. Spot on. I mean, this guy in particular, um, Jason Whitlock, spot on, well rounded with his content, well-rounded with, um, with his recordings. Cause I think he does, uh, he does episodes. It's weird how YouTube channels operate. So let me explain how YouTube works. So with YouTube, there's several different types of content creators. There's not just a content creator, right? So a content creator can just do Shorts now where they just do 30-second clips or one-minute reactions to a clip from the news or whatever's going on. Or they do short videos, which not YouTube shorts. It's just short videos, five, ten-minute videos going over things, reviewing something, talking about an issue. And then you got guys like uh, Jesse Lee Peterson or even I'll throw a Rolo Tomasi in there or Fresh and Fit, where they have a podcast on YouTube where they do hour 30 minute, to sometimes three hour episodes, and they, through, they go through the live video, make short clips, and then share that on another channel on YouTube. That's how YouTube works. It took me a while to figure everything out, but once I knew how it worked, I knew I wanted nothing to do with it. And I would just stick with my little nest egg my little podcast, right here, via Spotify for Podcasters slash Anchor, and that's how we ride in. All right, and also Google Podcasts. I think my shit is available there too. I haven't been checking out my um, my analytics, but I do know that we are close already to three point seven thousand. I was just celebrating getting close to three point six. couple days ago. Now we're already halfway through that, so thanks to the people listening. Um yeah, hopefully y'all paid attention to that, but with it with Joe Biden when he had the uh when he had the trans people um at the White House celebrating and then the, the trans woman flashed the flashed the camera in front of the White House. I mean How can we take a president like that serious to let that happen? And also not too long after had some of the blacks, some of the tap dancers at the White House for the Juneteenth celebration. The same place. See, like y'all ain't paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just bullshit. It's bullshit. And it's fuckery. Fuckery at its finest. But we're going to move right on, man. We're not wasting too much time. You know what I'm saying? We're already close to 30 minutes in. We got two more videos to go. Probably three. Three, actually. Three more videos to go. We got one from Prager University as well. Matter of fact, we might play the Prager University first. Yeah, this is a surprise type of episode. All the videos that was pretty much left over on my phone... That I was supposed to go through. I'm just going to go through them now. We got uh, a video from Prager University. Um, BLM broke. Rock and roll. Queen dies. Satan targets kids. From 5-26-2023. So this is from May 26.
1: But let's go through it. Two more GOP presidential contenders enter the 2024 race. A rock and roll icon passes away. Is BLM going broke? Targeting the LA Dodgers openly mock Christians as a part of June Pride Month, and the debt ceiling fight continues as default looms. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Wrap-Up, where we break down the biggest stories of the week that you might have missed and definitely need to know. It seems as if with every passing day, the pool of candidates vying for the Republican nomination for president grows larger and larger. This week, that field grew by two, with announcements from both South Carolina Senator Tim Scott and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. A rally held in his hometown of North Charleston in the Lowcountry, Senator Tim Scott announced his campaign for president. Elected in 2012, Scott is currently the only black Republican in the U.S. Senate, and during his speech, invoked his life story as a testament to the viability of the American dream. Let's listen in to what he had to say.
3: We live in the land of opportunity. We live in the land where it is absolutely possible for a kid raised in poverty, in a single-parent household, in a small apartment, to one day serve in the people's house,
2: and maybe even the White House. Now, and the problem is with a Temp Scott is he's very put together. And when I mean by put together, it mean I mean, he doesn't seem organic. He's the typical black rags to riches guy and everything he says, it sounds scripted. You take somebody like Joe Biden, who says what he says off the cuff. No if, ands or buts. And there's more sincerity in Trump than somebody like Tim Scott. Now Tim Scott was on the view, I believe. And it's a very it was a very bizarre. I would grab the clip, but I don't think it's really worth it. But it is a bizarre clip because everybody talks about how Whoopi Goldberg is what she is, hardcore liberal, just like most of the people that's on that show, if not all the women who host it. But on this occasion where Tim Scott was present, when the audience attempted to boo Tim Scott, Whoopi Goldberg said, nope, we're not going to do that here. Y'all going to let the man speak and give the man some respect. And I give credit. It's bizarre. You don't ever you don't see that every day. But I give Whoopi Goldberg a lot of credit for that because all Tim Scott was explaining and that that woman Joyce, whatever her fucking name is, the white woman with the red hair. Y'all keep listening to people like that who think that they can speak white people think that they can speak on behalf of blacks. You know, what I'm saying to criticize Tim Scott because he's a because he's he's not a, he's not a liberal. He's conservative. That's the only reason why they want to drag his name through the mud. Now, these so-called Black Lives Matter people, they should be up in arms to have a, another black man possibly run. But that's right. It's the wrong party. Right. It's the wrong political views. So this is the snake that eats itself. The Arubas, uh, the Arubas, the Arubas, the snake that eats itself. Right. And which. These, and I mentioned this with BLM, the leaders turned on the people that supported them. And it was solidified that this group, this movement was used for political reasons. Once Biden was elected, you heard very little from BLN or Antifa. But Tim Scott, probably, I don't even think, I mean, he would make a decent vice president, possibly, but I don't think he's going to really shake any ground as president.
1: Now, Scott wasn't the only Republican to dive into the mix this week. On Wednesday, Ron DeSantis made it official and declared himself a candidate for president of the United States, promising to usher in the, quote, great American comeback. Now, the Florida governor's announcement was a little bit unconventional, opting to break the news in a Twitter space hosted by the Twitter king himself, Elon Musk. The announcement, however, was marred with technical difficulties due to what Musk described as server overload. Here's DeSantis making it. and here's the
2: reality. <laughs> Elon Musk, a guy that voted for Biden, by the way, in the last election, that was his words. He said it. He voted for Joe Biden in the last election. He's one of the people that their superiors turned their backs on him. And now he kind of he kind of switched over and said, I'm with the good guys and the Twitter situation and how that shit worked out, whatever. But endorsing or supporting DeSantis, yeah, it's not it's not it's not a good move. In my opinion, it's not a good move
1: case on Fox News following his announcement. Ultimately, it's about the future of our country. For those of you keeping score at home so far, there are nine, nine total GOP hopefuls in a race with most political pundits saying that it's a two-man race between former President Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis. It is also worthy of note that President Biden has two challengers himself for the Democratic nomination, Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who have both formally declared their candidacy. And if previous campaigns have taught us anything, it is that anything can happen between now and November. November 2024 let's turn to entertainment on Wednesday the world bid farewell to the queen of rock and roll Tina Turner when news broke of her passing she oh shit. was 83 to her captivated audiences she did I know she died oh she did
2: she did what is Ike is Ike Turner still alive because y'all know if you know about Tina Turner then you know about Ike Turner Ike Turner was definitely a bit um, hands-on. He had a more hands-on approach when it came to uh, order. But damn, she did. Rest in peace, Tina Turner.
1: Jeez decades with her powerful voice, electrifying stage presence, and a career that spanned over 60 years. Born anime Bullock on November 26, 1939, in Nutbush, Tennessee, Turner rose to international fame as part of the dynamic duo Ike and Tina Turner in the 1960s. She later embarked on a successful solo career, achieving numerous chart-topping hits like this one. Hey! listen to that a lot growing up throughout her career tina turner broke barriers and inspired generations of artists with her i never noticed how
2: that has sort of a uh, has sort of a reggae feel to it maybe it's just that version of the song but it had a very reggae type of vibe to it anyway rest in peace
1: Powerful voice and unforgettable performances. Her powerful anthems like What's Love Got to Do with It and Simply the Best remain timeless classics. Her legacy and impact in the music industry will never, ever be forgotten. After raising ninety million dollars following the death of George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter Foundation is broke. In a recent article published by Newsweek, it was reported that the Black Lives Matter Foundation is facing severe financial difficulties, bringing the organization to the verge of absolute collapse, with more than eight million dollars worth of debt to their name. These days, the BLM balance sheet... So they got debt.
2: This group, this organization, this movement disguised as a hashtag, a catchphrase, is now in debt. They've been collecting money from people left and right. There's other people from other countries who've created... Um, these BLM pages and channels and people have donated. And these people pocket the money. They buy property. They further promote the separation and propaganda. And now they're broke. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it, these were the people at least on camera at least on paper and on camera, they were responsible for, in a lot of ways, getting people to elect Joe Biden. BLM and Antifa were the agents of chaos on one end, but on the other end, completely beneficial and completely orchestrated and organized by the other end, party-wise. It's just very few people are paying attention to it. So it's weird to see that they're in the position that they're in financially when they were pretty much responsible for doing all of the political dirty work.
1: Hmm a whole lot different than it did following the death of George Floyd, after which the organization took in tens of millions of dollars, not just from individuals, but from woke corporations as well. The financial state of the organization is long been the source of controversy following reports that more than $1 million had been dispersed to the brother of BLM founder Patrice Cullors for, quote, security services, despite having no background in security himself. In addition to millions of dollars spent on luxury real estate properties, we'll continue to track this story. Well, we're only a few days away from the official start of LGBTQIA plus Pride Month and already woke companies and organizations are getting a head start. Even after the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney disaster, which resulted in Anheuser-Busch losing a staggering $15.7 billion in value, <laughs> corporations are continuing to push a woke agenda. But the backlash faced by Anheuser-Busch has caused the retailer Target, a favorite shopping destination for moms and families, my mom included, to reconsider privately displaying its pride merchandise. Target stores offer an array of LGBTQ plus items for children and even babies, as well as transgender swimsuits for adults with, quote, tuck-friendly effects. Turning Point USA contributor Morgan Mc. Now, me and my cousin talked a little bit
2: about this, but I've mentioned this on uh, previous episodes. The clothing company, well, the clothing companies that are being promoted in Target this time of the year in this month, they are fully promoting pride month, which love it or hate it. It is what it is, right? Not a big deal. You're not going to lose sleep over it. But here's the twist. Here's the kicker, right? They have pride month themed clothing for children. Okay queer and proud shirts for the boys and the girls. And is it a surprise that most people freaked out and said, we don't want nothing to do with that. There's people who have belief and faith in God who just plain and simple do not support it. They don't hate those people, but they just don't support the activity, especially it being advertised and promoted. To minors and children so these people said we're not dealing with this we're not dealing with you as a business so now of course target is the new bud light go woke go broke
1: has the story here and here's what she found it's a
0: special swimsuit
1: it
0: is invented for tucking
2: it's
0: right here. Tuck it on oh, no. baby clothes. Tuckers. Oh, that no. If not happening, then why are there pride baby onesies? It's going to a, a pride parade. You got a little pride
2: skirt for your kids. And Bright Breitbart reported Wednesday. And they can't, and they can't, and she already just proved it without even knowing. And good job for her. They got boys and girls, children already going to the pride month parades. Okay. So they're already... They're being programmed by the parents. They're being programmed by the teachers. They're fucked. They're fucked. Okay. You want a straight pride month? I think Boston. I think Boston or somewhere up there in Massachusetts uh, did some type of straight pride month. And they got shut down instantly by the police because the gays and the lesbians were so triggered Because they didn't want they they felt they felt like they weren't included. Well I'm sorry, you're not straight. You have a gay pride month. Well now it's straight pride month. Oh, but that's hateful. Oh really? Hmm. I wonder who's more hateful about their agenda and what they promote. It's not the straight people, it's not heterosexual people. Because it would be bizarre for a straight guy to just go around saying, I'm proud to be straight, right? but we excuse it for gays, lesbians, and trans for what reason? You have a different sexual preference. Congratulations. Let's move on. And don't, don't get, don't get mad at me because I have the same feeling when it comes to black history month. Cause all we worry about as a black As black people, black Americans in this country and not African Americans, all we worry about is fucking history. Instead of present times, instead of the progress you can make now, you worry about you worry about slavery, segregation and racism of the past, and you allow it to affect your head today. Absolutely idiotic. It's stupid. It makes no sense.
1: In the midst of the pride theme, onesies, socks, shoes, and swimsuits, or at least two items by the UK-based designer, Brawlin that is causing significant backlash. Now, this individual behind the brain identifies, and try to keep up with me here, a transgender gay man. That means that she is a biological woman who identifies as a man who's attracted to males, but even that isn't the most unusual part of this. Clown
2: world. Clown world. In fact, shout out to, I got sh- I have to give the shout out to uh, the Red Pill OGs. Shout out to Undead Chronic. Shout out to Hammer Him. They were talking about an article at one time. Well, I think it was mostly Undead Chronic, if I'm not mistaken, of these men becoming trans women just to have relationships with people. Or how about this? A guy turns himself into a quote unquote woman only to identify himself as a lesbian, taking away the operation and taking away his identity. He's going after the same thing. He's just identifying as something else to get it.
1: How despicable. Clown world. She is also a self-proclaimed Satanist who pays homage to the satanic figure, Balfomet, and asserts that,
2: quote, Satan... Cool, right? Typical. You see see the pattern here? Do you you understand what the kids, these, these, these type of people, teach your children, guys? And gals? They teach your children. These are the women that you wouldn't expect. They don't walk around with devil horns. It's not like that. And that's the problem when people get too superstitious. You see, these these people and the spirit that they have, it, it can be a spirit of anybody, but it's all about perversion. Right? It's perversion aimed towards kids. It's corrupting the kids before they even get a chance to develop. And that's their agenda. And yeah, some of these people, yeah, they're Satanists too. That's not a big deal, right? They love the Baphomet. And by the way, if you know about the Baphomet, the Baphomet is also transsexual. I've said it. The Baphomet has a set of breasts and has a penis. You ever thought about that? Kind of odd, isn't it?
1: Just saying pronouns. But Target isn't alone in its nosedive into degeneracy. This week, the L.A. Dodgers reversed their decision to remove the anti-Christian and anti-Catholic drag group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, from its gay pride event festivities on June 16 so the team could bestow a, quote, Community Heroes Award onto them. An apology posted on the social media, the Dodgers organization said that, quote, after much thoughtful feedback from our diverse communities, honest wow. conversations within the L.A. Dodgers organization, and generous discussions with the Sisters of Perpetual Perpetual indulgence, the Los Angeles Dodgers would like to offer our sincere apologies. Huh. You know, I wonder if the Dodgers included any Catholics in the mix when receiving their thoughtful feedback from diverse communities. My guess is that they did it because the Archdiocese of Los Angeles was quick to voice the quote anger and dismay Catholics felt by the Dodgers' embrace of a group that engages in the vulgar mocking of their faith. Would any other religion be allowed to be mocked in such a way? Well, I'll just say it's never been easier to be a Braves fan. It's done. Well, you know, on top of that, these
2: people, the gay, well, not all of them, the radical gays and lesbians, they mock Jesus, they mock Christ, they mock God, they mock religion. Okay. Why? how how can a gay person and a lesbian be, quote unquote, pro family when technically them as partners of one another can't create one? So, of course, they're going to be anti family. They're gonna be anti-God. They're anti-straight. This is, this is, this is what it is. They can be as hateful as possible. They can be as hypocritical as possible. And you better not point it out. No.
1: As the nation inches closer and closer to a default on our national debt, members of the House of Representatives are headed home for the holidays with no deal in place. According to CNBC, while negotiations have made significant progress from where they were, McCarthy has continued to press Biden to address the issue of excessive government spending and the rising national debt. It's a valid concern given that the current administration has proposed several massive spending initiatives such as things like infrastructure and social programs without any clear plan to pay for them. While McCarthy is Emphasize the need for fiscal responsibility and also a more targeted approach to government spending, President Biden has remained pretty resolute and steadfast in his push for an increase in the debt ceiling with no strings attached. The president argues that the failure to do so could result in a catastrophic default and damage America's reputation on the world stage. However, critics argue that raising the debt ceiling without proper measures to control spending is simply kicking the can down the road. Conservatives have consistently advocated for responsible budgeting and finding ways to curb the national debt Debt. They believe that the constant reliance on borrowing and increasing the debt ceiling is a reckless path that will burden future generations with unsustainable levels of debt. The article does note that McCarthy has proposed attaching certain conditions to any increase in the debt ceiling, such as spending cuts or reforms to entitlement programs, which are likely to be met with some pretty stiff resistance from the Biden administration. As the negotiations continue to rage on, the stakes are high. Failing to reach an agreement on the debt ceiling could have severe consequences, including a a government shutdown, disruptions (laughs) to vital services, and also a potential downgrade of America's credit rating. Needless to say, the outcome of these negotiations will have significant implications for the future of our economy and the financial well-being of our nation. I'm CJ Pearson. That's it for us here on The Wrap-Up. Be sure to comment, share, subscribe, and download the Prairie app where you can watch the wrap-up there as well. I will see you guys next week right here. See you soon. Thank you so much for watching Wrap Up. If you like this video, help us keep it free by going to PragerU.com and making a tax-deductible contribution today. I'll see you there.
2: Hey, shout-out to PragerU, Prager University. Shout-out to Dennis Prager. All right? Good videos. Although that was a bit outdated, I just wanted to go over it just because I had it. I'm going to talk a little bit more, and then afterwards, I'm just going to do another episode right after with the um, Benny Johnson videos. I just wanted to get these uh, two videos that I had over and done with because it's been on my phone for so while, for so long. <clears throat> Matter of fact, let me get rid of these. But shout out to Jason Whitlock and shout out to PragerU on... YouTube. okay. so I'm going to get rid of those. Bam. And we still got 20 more minutes of content to go through. But I want to make the episodes shorter in this case, so it won't be that much of a pain when it comes to uploading and things of that nature. But, yeah, we still got Joe Rogan talking about Biden and we still got a uh, Newsmax host. Red-pilling his audience. Um, But yeah, a lot of shit going down. You know, it's good to be in the know. It's good to know as much as possible about the things going on. The things that could affect you. The things that are already affecting you. Sometimes you already know something's affecting you, but you want to know why. There's people that's just realizing... I don't know how, but there's people that's just realizing that there's an inflation going on. So when you go to the store, basic example, when you go to the store and you're used to buying um, iced tea or juice or whatever, and you remember or you memorize the prices of things, which is what I do now. So if I go to the store, I know that this iced tea that I have in my hand at at max it's 3 dollars. If it's on sale, it's 250, sometimes cheaper. Now from 3 dollars, this is about I would say 4 dollars. 4 and some change with tax. And people are just starting to realize that wow, all these prices of everything's going up. The gas is going back up again steadily. And I already predicted it that when summer kicks off, it's just going to go back up again. Y'all didn't even, y'all didn't even get a glimpse of what's to come, man. I'm telling you, when the summertime comes up, these gas prices, like it's, summer, is just kicking off now, right? It's literally the middle of June. Well, not even the middle, really. Over the middle, seventeenth. So. By the time I would say after or before 4th of July 4th of July especially more so after 4th of July you're gonna see the prices you're gonna see the gas prices go up again I'm telling you so prepare And understand that in some cases for a lot of you liberals this you've got what you voted for okay the election was the way that it was. I ain't going to go too deep in it. I just don't believe that it was legit. Respectfully. And I'm black saying this. Very unpopular opinion. But I don't give a shit. I'm not that popular to begin with. Um, The things going on with the president. And they're, and they're talking about. And look if you pay attention on both sides. It's all BS and lies and corruption. It's the um, it's really the DOJs on behalf of Biden that's taking care of Trump. But it's also the GOP's when it comes to the Republicans that aren't really too privy to Trump either. And they have their own little witch hunt and they're trying to get Biden um, impeached and all this other shit. So it's really all theatrical. It's all. It's all camera time for these people, right? That's really what it is everybody's getting their shine. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's getting their attention that they want, but at the same time, what, what, what problems are really being solved at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what can we really say that's being done to give the average American, black, white, Hispanic, Indian, Asian, doesn't matter any form of hope when it comes to opportunity, and I don't mean opportunity as in handouts. I mean, actual opportunities for income, actual opportunities for careers, um, actual opportunities for investment, things of that nature. It ain't, it ain't happening during this presidential term. It would never happen if this man would get four more years. In fact, we will be worse off than Obama when the recession hit. We'll be worse off than that and people didn't learn it doesn't really surprise me either with liberals and democrats because Obama's the best example right so the blacks including myself at that time looked at Obama temporarily as someone who could possibly do something effective i wasn't looking for reparations i wasn't looking for a handout you you see what i mean i wasn't looking for that i was looking for actual opportunity and actual progress within the communities and I saw nothing I saw jobs unemployment at an all-time high crime at an all-time high this is under Obama more attention to the gays and the lesbians with the same-sex marriage than anything on paper for the black community and anything to help those in need, and those who want to make a change in the black community rather than those asking and just expecting handouts. Donald Trump comes in, shakes everything up, has the attitude and has the ego, but at the same time, cause and effect, show and prove. He said something, he stood by it. He stood by the people. He stood by the blacks. He stood by the Hispanics. He stood by the Americans. Period. Anti-establishment. He's not going along to get along with the Clintons and the Obamas. He's not going along to get along with the Bushes and all these other people and all these other empires, these political empires. He's anti-establishment. So, of course, if you're anti-establishment, your enemies are going to be, you guessed it, the establishment. Now, ask yourself this question. Simple question, really. Who wants to see Trump get locked up in politics? Well, simple, right? You got Obama. Oh, well, Barack and Michelle, you got Bill and you got Hillary. Uh, hell, you got George W. Bush. You got Joe Biden. You have Kamala Harris. Um, there's, there's just a few names politically that wouldn't mind if Trump got locked up and was never mentioned in the political spectrum again. Why? Why? And... You can tell that people are sheep because they're easily controlled like they they can literally be controlled by Clinton, by an Obama. And whatever they say, they, they blindly follow and believe. I question a lot of shit Trump says. But I remember questioning what Trump said and then actually eating those words later on. When he did what the fuck he said he was going to do, <laughs> you see that? That usually doesn't happen with many politics people. Does't matter which side of the aisle you stand. And Trump, unlike other Republicans, Trump's not liked by Republicans. Your so-called tradition see, see, Trump has became um a name for the sake of reputation and attention. So if you're a Republican, if you give credit to Trump, you join you join the Trump Loving Club in which you won't be invited to the barbecues. They're not going to incorporate you and shit. Right now on the opposite end. Republicans look at Trump as a spectacle or like a clown show but some of these the i'm talking about some of these gop guys these rhinos they don't like trump at all either and because they're rhinos they're so used to being you know um hand in hand with these lunatic democrats that they can easily set trump up as well so you got a lot of things and i mentioned this also that that feeling right that possibility that maybe the republicans also had something to do with Trump being indicted because of the advantages that the Republican Party has where just more people, which in this case, scrubs, jabronis, flunkies, bag men. And I don't mean guys who have the bag. I mean guys who carry other people's bags. Those type flunkies, Chris Christie, a flunky. They got more candidates coming in if... But and this is like, they don't understand, like, they fucked up. And I said this before, when it came to the second indictment, y'all had better be sure you have something. And even if y'all have something, he's still running. And if he's still running and y'all convict him, <sighs> kiss the election. Just, just, just give up because y'all can't get away with no corruption this time. Oh, we're paying attention. We're watching y'all now. We're on to y'all. Right now, we got to start monitor. We have to we have to monitor. We have to monitor these political figures now or not even political figures. We got to monitor the government. The people who literally are responsible for the democracy. But we all know what democracy was with the last election, a fucking clown show. But anyway, I'm going to record an episode directly after this. I don't know when I'm going to share that, but I know this will be shared tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, as I prepare to do my Sunday sermon, Red Pill Revelations. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah, another episode. Another edition of the
3: Crimson Capsule Chapel signing out. Peace.